0: and we're back to the topmost yoga system by His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Chapter 8. Sources of Absolute Knowledge We require to hear about the method of relishing the Srimad Bhagavatam, the most elevated text on the signs of God-consciousness, the matured and ripened fruit of the tree of Vedic wisdom. The Sanskrit word rasa means juice, just like the juice of an orange or a mango. And the author of the Srimad Bhagavatam requests that you kindly try to taste the rasa or juice of the fruit of the Bhagavatam. Why? Why shall I taste the juice of the fruit of the Bhagavatam? Because it is the ripened fruit of the Vedic desire tree. As a desire tree, whatever you want, you can have from the Vedas veda means knowledge it is so complete that whether you want to enjoy this material world or you want to enjoy spiritual life both kinds of knowledge are there if you follow the vedic principles then you will be happy this is just like the codes of the state if the citizens obey then they will be happy there will be no criminal trespassing and they will enjoy life the state does not come to you for nothing, just to trouble you, but if you live according to the state law, there is no question of unhappiness. Similarly this conditioned soul, the living entity, has come here to this material world for enjoyment and for material happiness. And the Vedas are the guidance. Alright, enjoy, but you enjoy according to these principles. That is called Veda. Therefore, everything is there. Just as we sometimes perform marriage ceremony in the temple. What is this marriage ceremony? It is the combination of man and woman, boy and girl. They are already there, they are living like friends. What is the use of this marriage ceremony? It is Vedic. The Vedas account for living together, sex life, but under some special regulations so that you may be happy the ultimate end is to become happy if you follow the vedic rules and restrictions that will not mean that you will not that you will be kept from eating or not allowed to sleep not allowed to defend or to have sex life it is not like that your bodily necessities are the same as those of the animals the animals also eat they also sleep they also mate and they also defend so we require these things also but the vedas prescribe some regulations you act in this way so that you will not be unhappy if you follow the regu- regulations excuse me i <laughs> krishna if you follow the regulations ultimately the result will be that you will be free from the material entanglement. This material life is not meant for the spirit soul. It is simply a misunderstanding that you want to enjoy this material life. But Krishna, the Supreme Lord, gives us specific orders so that we can enjoy, in such a way that at the end we will understand that this is not our proper life. Our proper life is spiritual. This human form of life is perfected as soon as we come to the understanding of spiritual existence that I am Brahman. Otherwise if I do not take care of my spiritual life then the result is that I must live as the cats and dogs do. There is every possibility that my next life will be an animal life. And if by the chance or by a freak of nature I get into animal life, Then millions and millions of years will be required before again coming to this human form of life. So the human form of life is meant for self-realization and the Vedas are the direction. Now in the Bhagavad Gita you will find that Krishna says that to study or to follow the rules and regulations of the Veda actually means To come to the understanding of Krishna consciousness. That is stated in the Srimad Bhagavatam also. So the Vedas give you the chance to gradually come to the point of understanding Krishna. After many, many births. But the Bhagavatam is called the essence of life. The ripened fruit of the Vedas. Because the Bhagavatam gives you directly what you need in your life. The Vedas are divided into four – Sama, Rig, Atharva and Yajur. Then these are explained by the Puranas, of which there are 18. Then these are still further explained by the Upanishads, of which there are 108. The Upanishads are summarized in the Vedanta Sutra, and the Vedanta Sutra is still again explained by the Srimad Bhagavatam. By the same author. This is the process. So the Bhagavatam is the essence of all Vedic knowledge. Naimisharanya is a very famous and sacred forest in the Northern India, where all the rishis, the sages generally go to aid their spiritual advancement in life. This Srimad Bhagavatam was first discussed in this age in that forest. When it was discussed, the great saint Sutta Goswami was asked by his audience. Now that Krishna has gone back to his abode, with whom is transcendental knowledge now resting? This question was raised. In the Bhagavad Gita, Shri Krishna spoke himself. And it contains all descriptions of jnana-yoga, karma-yoga, dhyana-yoga and bhakti-yoga. And now this inquiry was made. Where can you get spiritual knowledge now that Krishna is gone? The answer was that Krishna, having departed, has left us the Srimad Bhagavatam. It is the representation, the sound representation of Krishna. The Bhagavatam is not different from Krishna, as the Gita is not different from Krishna. They are absolute. Krishna and Krishna's sound vibration are not different. Krishna and Krishna's name are also not different. And Krishna and Krishna's form, again, are not different. This is absolute. It requires realization. This Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam are sound incarnations of Krishna. The Srimad Bhagavatam is also the literary incarnation of Krishna and it is the fruit of Vedic knowledge. You may have experience that there is a bird which is called a parrot. The parrot's body is green and his beak is red. The specific qualification of the parrot is that whatever you say he can imitate. That parrot bird is touching the ripened fruit, and naturally, if the fruit is ripened on the tree, it becomes very tasteful. Again, if the fruit is tasted by the parrot, it becomes still more tasteful. This is the nature's way. So, here it is said that the Srimad Bhagavatam is just like the ripened fruit of Vedic knowledge, and at the same time, it is touched by Shukadeva Goswami. Sutta's spiritual master. Shuka means spirit in Sanskrit. Actually there's a verse which describes this this point. It goes Nigama kalpa galitam falam Shuka mukha damrita dravas Yutam Vibhata bhagavatam rasamalayam muhuraho rasikabhu vibhavukaha If I got that right Yes, this Srimad Bhagavatam was first explained by Shukadeva Goswami, though the author is his father Vyasa. Shukadeva was only 16 years old when he was taught the Bhagavatam and he was illuminated. He was already liberated in the impersonal concept of the Absolute. But after hearing the Bhagavatam from his father, he became attracted by the pastimes of Krishna. And he became a preacher of the Bhagavatam. First, he explained it before Maharaj Pariksit, the great king. A short story of Maharaj Pariksit is that he was a very pious king, but unfortunately by some of his acts he was cursed by a brahman boy to die within seven days. In those days, if a brahmana should curse someone, it would come true. They had the power to curse or give benediction. So Parikshit understood that within a week he would have to die and he prepared himself. He gave up his kingdom, entrusting it to his son, Maharaj Janamejaya, and he detached himself from the family and sat down on the banks of the Ganges near Delhi. It was not exactly the Ganges, it was actually the Yamuna. There, because he was a great emperor, many learned sages came. Parikshit now inquired from all the great sages present there. What is my duty? I'm going to die within seven days. Now, what is my duty? You are all learned sages. Please, just prescribe me. Prescribe for me. So someone said to practice yoga. Some said to practice Jnana, the cultivation of knowledge. There were different opinions. But at that time, Shukadeva Goswami entered the forest. And although Shukadeva was only 16, he was so learned and reputed that all the old sages, including his father, Yasadev, stood up to show him respect. He was so learned. So when he it was agreed, here is Shukadeva Goswami, let him decide what to do, we appoint him as our representative. Shukadeva Goswami was thus authorized to speak, and he was asked, what is my duty, I am very fortunate that you have come in this momentous hour, kindly, tell me, what is my duty? Shukadeva Goswami said, all right, I shall explain to you the Srimad Bhagavatam. Then everyone present agreed. As the Bhagavatam was first spoken by Shukadeva Goswami, it is therefore mentioned that as the parrot touches ripened fruit and it becomes even sweeter, so this Shrimad Bhagavatam, because it was touched first by Shukadeva Goswami, has still become more tasteful. The idea is that any Vedic literature, especially the Bhagavatam or the Gita, should be learned as spoken by a realized soul. Especially this literature which is called Vaishnava literature should not be heard from a person who is not a devotee. This point I have several times stressed. Those who are not devotees, those who are mental speculators, those who are fruitive workers, those who are meditators or mystic yogis cannot explain the science of God. This is especially mentioned also by Sanatana Goswami, another great saint. Those who are not in devotional service, non-godly, those who have no faith in God, such persons should not be allowed to speak on the Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita or any literature which is in relationship with the Supreme Lord. So it is not that anybody can speak Bhagavatam or the Gita and we will have to hear it, no. Sanatana Goswami especially prohibits us, You should not hear of the Supreme Lord from one who is not purified. One may ask, how can you taint the words of Krishna, which are naturally transcendentally pure? What is the harm if we hear from the non-devotee? This question may be raised. The example given here is that milk is very nice and nutritious, but as soon as it is touched by a serpent, it becomes poison immediately. The serpent is very envious. He bites and puts to death immediately, unnecessarily, and therefore is considered the cruelest animal amongst the living entities. In the Shastra, Non-violence is recommended and in every scripture, but the serpent and the scorpion are allowed to be killed. So in every scripture nobody is allowed to be killed, but the serpent and the scorpion are allowed. You cannot say that milk is so nutritious and we can drink. What is the harm if it is touched by serpents? No, the result will be death. One should not hear at least the Bhagavad Gita and Shimad Bhagavatam from those who are not devotees of the Lord, who have no realization of God and who are envious of Him. Their touch renders it poison. The words of the Lord are always sublime, but as soon as they are touched by the serpent-like non-devotee, one should be very careful about hearing. In the Bhagavatam it is indicated, that as soon as Sukadeva touched it, it became delicious. This is the distinction. Basically, it is the ripened fruit of Vedic knowledge, but at the same time, it has been touched by Shukadeva Goswami. The Lord is the supreme object of Yoga and the reservoir of all transcendental pleasure. He reveals Himself only to His devotees, and by the mercy of His devotees, all can relish His intimate association. Jai, so by the mercy of His devotees, all can relish His intimate association. And by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada, one of the greatest devotees of the Lord, we are also able, or we are also blessed to relish Krishna's intimate association through these wonderful, wonderful books. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Actually, we have finished this one chapter. And tomorrow we will start the last chapter of this book. Called The Real Peace Formula. Guys, so thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, this wonderful book is available for the next two days. Because tomorrow we are finishing this book. So for the next two days, I mean, it will always be there in the archive. So check out that link in the description. You can read, download, purchase, gift it to a friend. You can send it to your relatives. And everybody will be uplifted by these transcendental literatures. So please don't miss out your opportunity. This was Shravanam Diaries. And we will see you next time. Hare Krishna.